We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Mikey, you got it? Connecting. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Here we go. Oh, hey! hey. <laughs> dude, I got like your attire on now. Look, uh, dude, I like this, dude. Yeah, it's, it's the yeah. I look the same. Everybody else dressed down. Yeah. Dude, this is awesome. <laughs> this is the new. I know, dude. I like this. What's going on? How you doing? Oh man, we're. Uh, I mean, dude, trying to make the best out of out of what we're dealing with, pretty much. You know. Yeah. I think every, like oh, yeah. everybody else, there's pros and cons to it, but uh, like I'm a people person, dude. Like I'm 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 I, I want to be out there, you know. So how's how's the family? How are you guys doing? How are you doing this at home with the kids and the family and all that stuff? Uh, we're I mean, dude, we're doing okay. Like my wife yesterday kind of had one of those like, I I need a break. You know? <laughs> but you know, our our oldest like we had to go to like we're teaching her at school or we're teaching her at home now, which my wife is taking over. Uh, my youngest is too young, uh, but we have a baby. Dude. You guys do. We have a baby dude. Like five weeks, so we're going. <laughs> we're like any day that's right i'm any day now that's right so it's 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 insane yeah yeah how's everything our with you guys? Our, good our nanny called in sick on sunday so we're just yeah like crystals babysitting i'm in here get some work done you know and like you said you just got to make the best of it and that's it i think we're i think you got to enjoy the time with your family because before we know we'll be back to the grind and hustling and this will be a I said in a year, you'll be like, oh, I should take more advantage of 10 years. You'll be like, man, why didn't I really take advantage of the home time with the kids? That's my thoughts, you know? Dude, I'm totally with you. And I think there is going to be some good out of this. I think for all of us who have gotten so used to this, like, crazy, insane schedule, like, to be forced to, like, okay, relax, calm, look around me. Ah, this is important. Like, oh, I get to see my family more often. Okay, you know, so I think there's... I think there's going to be some blessings through it. I think the challenge is going to be not going right back into crazy and hanging on to some of the stuff that uh, I think we're realizing we've been taking advantage of, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've never seen my neighborhood so active people walking around and exercising. And yeah. It's that, that's the most amazing thing. I think like just anything, when you're forced to do something, it's amazing how us humans just, just, we just make the best of it over time. You that's know? Right. So. That's right. Totally. So, um, so thanks for coming on. Thanks for spending the time. Yeah. Um, I want, well, first let's just dive in. What's your, I know, I know, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure you're talking to a lot of people like I am. What's your consensus of what's going on? What are you hearing? What are you thinking? Um, a lot of speculation, uh, unfortunately, like whenever we're in situations like this, where there's not a lot of information, uh, you're, you're trying to figure it out. So, uh, you know, I, I've heard it all. There's crazy opportunity. This is insane. Uh, we might kind of chill and relax a little bit. Um, I'm hearing all sorts, man. The most action I'm hearing is on the on the stock market. Like, that's hey, babe. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> I haven't. Daddy's on a call. Can I finish the call? And can you see if mommy can help you? I'm. I'm, awesome. I'm so sorry, cutie. Maybe she can help you find it. That's, that's one thing. Like we've been having, you know, all our uh, meetings went digital 
And like, dude, there's so many times like kids jump in. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome though. I mean, I you know what? But we can still move on. We can still move forward. That's right. Know? Yeah. But but to what I'm saying, like, you know, I hear the most people trying to like attack the stock market right now. Uh, at, at least from what I'm what I'm hearing, like through social, I, I, for us because we're specific to real estate. Uh, it's been a mixed response actually. There's there's some people we're talking to where it sounds like just businesses. same as it was three weeks ago. Um, You're seeing a lot of people pump the brakes. Uh, I'm hearing about a lot of people that were in the middle of either a refi or uh, had something under contract where their financing just completely stepped away. We've heard about people uh, just as owners walking away and just foregoing their earnest. So, uh, you know, it's one of those times where there's a lot of uncertainty, you know? What what are you yeah, what mean, are you guys seeing? I saw that uh, yeah. we've officially hit negative interest rates. I saw that the stimulus package looks like it got pushed through today. Uh, it's a big number. Yeah, two trillion. I mean, was. <laughs> well, I think actually I think it's six when they add everything up. It's Jeez. gonna be six trillion. I saw something else. I was like six. I mean they're they're really putting a lot of fire, uh, you know lighter fluid to this fire. Yeah, they got it. You know, I mean what we're hearing, I think just like you is. Um, from in general, I think where the where people are gonna maybe make money right now is when you look at a stock that's a good stock. It could be anything. No, you know, if you use an Apple, take Apple, and the stock was at three twenty five. It's almost at two hundred bucks. Yeah, I think people go, wow, stocks is a probably especially if this turns around. It's a probably quick money maker right there. Yeah, real estate. I think there's a lot going on in real estate. I think it's too early to tell what's gonna go on there. But what I would say is the lending on the secondary market. You know, I always tell people I'm on the forefront of lending, which is a little scary, but it's not out in the news. But the reality is, is that, um, you know, Fannie, Freddie, FHA, VA, that's going for like one to four units. Um, I would say the non-QM market, which is the loans that did the bank statements, all that, that literally just went, they just turned the light switch off and said, we're done for now. We're going to take a break. So that's a little scary. Yeah. The jumbo market that we can do loans with on the residential, not for everybody, but we do is taking a break because of fear they don't know it's all uncertainty like you said right so i just think there's a lot of i mean like somebody put the best the market is basically reacting on emotions right now and we don't have the data and eventually it'll be data Mm -hmm. but it's just short-lived so commercial lending uh multifamily i think once we see collections in april we're hearing there could be some change there yeah um, but as far as like retail and stuff like that, business, everybody's kind of pumping the brakes. I think everybody's just, it's just wait and see kind of mentality. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what you're hearing. It, it's what we're hearing. And, and truthfully, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, even with our properties, that's, that's the underlying question is how much for all of this, all these businesses that are being forced to stop, right? How much of an impact is that going to have on tenants? And, uh, ultimately how do you, in a scenario like this, that I, I truly think is like some black, black swan style, like just yeah. unicorn, right? Uh, how do we position ourselves to one, not lose tenants two not default on debt? What is a scenario where, uh, we can all get through this? Because I, I personally think it's more short term. I, I see the long term uh, not being that different than, uh, past recessions, I guess the argument could be, do we come back from this thing faster? Is it more of a V-shaped? Possibly, even if not, I still think long-term is okay. 
for something specific to multifamily. Short term, though, that's that's kind of where we're going. Okay, well, how long is the short term, and what's it going to take to weather the storm? Uh, we're kind of uh, on our end anticipating what we'll see next month. We're going to see what what how far rents drop next month. Uh, see who needs help paying. This is the first time we've talked about doing either uh, uh, partial payments, assisted payments. Uh, we're we're trying to do anything we can to keep tenants in. Uh, and then, you know, is, is rent growth potentially not going to grow this year? Uh, that's kind of where I'm standing. Uh, but we're, we're going worst case scenario, truthfully. We're looking at this thing of like, okay, we might have at minimum six to eight months that we might need to uh, help uh, tenants uh, or assist them in paying through this year. Uh, and then I think we get kind of more on schedule. But that's with current properties. I think like in this time, like I think we're going to see opportunity. Uh, I think we're just going to have a lot of uh, questions answered in the next, I mean, even eight to 10 days. But uh, dude, this last week or so, uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we've done the same thing. It's like, okay, look at our holdings. Uh, what do we do first to uh, position ourselves to get through it okay? And then second, where does the opportunity lie? Because, I mean, you know this, the opportunity always lies in times like this. There's going to be, this is going to be a massive wealth generation moment. I totally believe that's what we saw with the last one. We always see this, right? Uh, but, you know, I think what's different about this one is how social media has made everything so instant, right? That like, you know, I, I keep seeing quotes from this Warren Buffett quote, the uh, fearful when uh, others are greedy or no, sorry, be fearful when others are greedy and only be greedy when others are fearful, right? But that mixed with Instagram and social media, you're like, oh my gosh, my moment, I have to strike. And you you forget that like, dude, <laughs> it doesn't need to happen like that, especially in something like real estate. You can sit back for two weeks and that is like still way too soon and you're not gonna miss your moment. Like we're gonna, there's gonna be upside in this thing for a long time. So I, I think it's just an interesting time nonetheless. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, Warren Buffett's sitting on 130 billion. He's been buying, obviously, we know that, you know, this is this is when he's just waiting for the call who needs a bailout. Yeah. I mean, but he's at a different level. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm talking to people that are traders. And they're like, they're not even they're buying grocery stores that are going up. They're like, Oh, I'm not buying the dip. Some are but they're waiting because they think there's more carnage. Yeah, but they all think this is a probably a V or U shape. Like when it comes back, it's gonna roar. Yeah, that's what I tell people, you know, nobody's gotten their hair cut or their nails done or they're gone to the, you know, gone to their restaurants. And I said, yeah, when you want to go go to your restaurant, good luck, get in. What do you mean? I'm like, everybody else has the same idea when this thing turns around. So I think people have to be ready. I know your business is shut down, but you know, I'd be taking advantage of go in, repaint it, clean and get the restaurant ready. When this thing turns around, you could be flooded with business like no other. Cause all of us are going to want to get the hell out of our house and go do something, you know? Yes. It's, yeah. So basically we're, whenever that is, we're in an environment where there's going to be a pent up demand, right? That's kind of oh. the idea that, look, this isn't, uh, this wasn't an economic, uh, structural problem that caused this. The, the economy, the underlining economy was doing really well. It just, we got hit with something that we weren't prepared for. So there is a strong argument that I actually tend to agree with that once this thing gets turned back on, uh, you could see how business could really punch back. Uh, again, we're, it's like just lack of information. That's what we're dealing with. It's like even on like the two sides now, right? You see like the actual 
virus and pandemic being the massive concern. And then now this week, we're seeing the economic fallout because of that. And how do you balance the two, right? Like, and it's controversial. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. You have people going, hey, dude, we can't just blow up America and all of us go bankrupt, but you can't put money before people. So, but they kind of go hand in hand as well. You know, so it's like, where is the, the balance between it? And how do we, uh, I think, how I look at it personally, how do we keep as many people safe as possible and the smallest amount of people going bankrupt as possible? Because that's a whole nother issue, right? Like, uh, I, I don't want to watch like a family member die and then all of us lose everything. Also, that's like, <laughs> you know, getting punched in the face and then kicked when you're on the ground. So, <laughs> you know, but, totally, but with totally, that said, totally it's like, you know, I think you know, I think, and this is, I'm not like a economic person, uh, but it looks like the government's doing everything in their power to get ahead of this. It looks to me different than 08, where, uh, you know, we were behind the eight ball. I know you can argue on the pandemic side, but I'm the, the health side. I'm not, I know more about the money side than the health side. Uh, but it's interesting. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, because, you know, we, we talk a lot about the actual investment side. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, I, I put that I was doing this on my text group uh, and I got a couple questions and I want to get your opinion on it. I'll, I'll follow yeah. up. But I got a lot of questions from uh, people who are renting now. And mm -hmm. it was more like, is this going to be the right time to buy a home? So maybe not on the actual investment side like we're talking about, but maybe home ownership. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, you think single family is going to come down like, to typically has in recession and what advice would you give somebody who's looking at possibly this might be my moment to buy? Yeah, great question. So it's interesting because right before this, anybody buying a home has probably been in a bidding war, right? Mm -hmm. It's been insane. Uh, we didn't build enough housing in the last that buys yeah. it's a treasury when the market goes, they flee the cash. That's why rates were all over and banks were like, this is crazy. But when you have the feds come in and buy all this, it's like I always tell people, it's like you're at a surf spot and everybody's like, I'm not paddling out there first. Like that wave looks snarly. And basically the feds like, I'll go paddle out there. I'll catch the first wave. And they're like, oh, he made it. Now everybody's going to follow, which gives us that confidence in the secondary market to buy rates. My point is, if rates plummet to all-time lows, what you're talking about, negative interest rates, what you're talking about, that gets a lot of people going, I'm renting, but man, rates are in the twos, and this is, I mean, who knows? Uh, and people are kind of like, oh, what if it goes down? I go, look, if you're buying a house, which you and I have philosophies about, I know, buying and investing. But if we're talking about the guy buying a house and you're planning on staying in that house seven, ten years, you're that's it's okay. This is what I'm talking about. If you're trying to buy a house to go flip, you know that's a different story right now. We don't know what's going to happen, you know. So I would say um, it's from a fundamental standpoint, from like low rates, it's a great time to buy. And then 
I think too, right now, I have people that are like, they don't care what's going on me. They care, but they're like, I'm going to buy a house because maybe people are going to back away and I won't be in a bidding war right now trying to get a house. So people out there are trying to take advantage of this time. Like we just talked about when there's fear, people back away. Some people are like, maybe this is my little opportunity here. Rates are low. I can get an offer accepted. Okay. So I, I, I tend to agree with a lot of that. This is kind of my view. Shoot it down if you, if you want, but this is kind of where I go with this. Uh, if you're looking at this as like, okay, I'm going to buy a home and like, I want to make money on this and I only want to own it for a few years. I think that's where you have more of a challenge trying to buy a home because that could explode. I, I think if you're trying to buy a home and you're like, you know what, I'm going to be in this thing for 15, 20 years. I personally don't think it matters when you buy because I think the purpose and why you're buying is different. So it's kind of why I always lean towards don't look at your personal home as an investment. Look at your personal home as your personal home and buy yes. it for the true reasons in which you want because if the market corrects, it doesn't necessarily matter. I think looking at something like job stability or you know, is your career something that uh, could possibly be uh, affected by this and is that going to change your ability to pay your mortgage? I think those might be concerns, but uh, I I'm a believer of like it's impossible to time the market, one. Two, I don't. I think any time I've ever looked at my personal houses investment, uh, I've drove myself mad. My wife has wanted to kill me <laughs> yeah. in the past. It's just I don't think it's a good thing. So uh, yeah, that's kind of where I lend uh, or land on it. But I, I I agree. If you're if you're going to be in it for seven ten years, but if you're trying to flip a house or you're going to make money a couple years, I, I this is not. I wouldn't be. That's not a good plan to me. It's not. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I agree. totally totally agree on that one. So, um, what about, uh, you kind of touched on, uh, the, this being a seller's market for so long, right? I, I think that is one positive that we're seeing, even though there's uncertainty, uh, for us, like apartments for anyone who's not an apartment buyer, I'll just kind of let you know for the last five or six years, it has been a seller's market and you basically have to bow down to their terms and everything works very quick. So you know, it, what we've experienced, it's been like 10 day due diligence. Uh, at that point, you have to kind of uh, put your money hard, which means you can't walk out from the deal. If you do, you forfeit your money. And you're looking at like a 30 day close. That's really tight to go through all your due diligence and then get your financing. What I see now that is completely changed from from this environment. Uh, we're looking at a deal now, dude, we're trying to stretch the crap out of this due diligence. We're not doing a 10 day. We're actually trying to see April's rent collection and and May's rent collection, because if this thing changes, uh, the whole deal changes. And so there is the idea that this is now a buyer's market that gives us the position to negotiate uh, in ways that we didn't, didn't necessarily have prior. Uh, and then another thing like, dude, if this thing is getting bad, there's, there are going to be people who have loans that are going to mature that are going to be forced to sell in an environment that you don't really want to sell in. There's opportunity there. So from the investor, from the opportunity side, I think there's opportunity for sure. I just don't think, I personally don't think it's business as usual right now. I think it's, you know, you have to be really prudent, uh, really disciplined on your buying. Uh, and and I, think, I think we'll be okay through that is what I think. Yeah. So what we're seeing is, is we're seeing a couple interesting. I am seeing people back out of deals. They're calling me saying, Kenny, I'm scared. It's residential. It's homes. It's investment. I'm scared. I don't know. What do you yeah. think? And I said, look, if your gut's telling you to back out of the deal, I'm not going to advise you to stay in the deal. Like I don't need yeah. to be the guy on the other side. Like, yeah, buy this Mikey. And then you call me that like, Kenny, that was terrible advice. 
you know, I'm never talking again. So I tell people, if yeah. your gut's saying don't buy it, then don't buy it. Yeah. to go off of I'm glitching out like crazy I get here let me know when when you hear me okay you I hear you can you hear me now let me know when I got you you got you yeah got the hard now? part for anyone watching I'm in LA I got you I'm in LA and dude, everybody's on Wi-Fi so we're just getting tearing out I, I, tearing up I, I I hear you let me know if you can hear me I can hear you, yeah. You let me know if you can hear you me. You hear me now? Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, got me? I can hear you. Cool, I'm going to be over I here. got you. It's just, so, it's a little bit spotty, though. Is it better now or no? Yeah, it's better now. And I'm getting comments uh, that, that we can hear again. We can okay, hear we can, now. We can hear you now. We can hear you now. Okay. We got a lot. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so, I, dude, uh, I, I totally, I think from what I heard that you said, uh, I agree. I think there's areas in which sellers are working with buyers uh, in this uncertain time in ways that you can protect yourself. Uh, you know, we didn't have any buildings in the middle of, uh, we weren't under contract yet. We had two that we were uh, looking at potentially putting an offer on uh, that we're not necessarily not going to, but we're going through the same thing. Like, okay, look, uh, the original deal you're asking for, there is too much variables now. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of what I meant by the due diligence, but we're not even, we don't even have it under contract yet. Yeah, no, totally. I got a, I got a couple questions for you. Number one is, um, I think a lot of people now that, um, have not built a brand online have been like, ah, screw social media, screw this. And now they're stuck at home. They're like, they can't go to coffee or networking or whatever with clients. Like, you know, I know you like to be out, but so people are kind of being forced to use zoom, you know, or get in front of a camera or talk. So um, obviously you got a big brand, you know, you're, you utilize it online. Like what can people do from your perspective, um, at home? If they're, if you think if they have a business, if they're an entrepreneur, anything they're doing, trying to communicate with clients or anything they can do, you have any recommendations or thoughts? Uh, yes. And even before I say that, I, I, cause I think that point's so interesting. Uh, I think a lot's going to change now. I really do. Like just, you know, we saw this big boom to e-com, but you still saw a big group uh, that still like going out, physically going there. Through this like next 30 days, I think the majority of people are going to go, wait a minute. 
it actually is pretty easy to just like get exactly what I want, have it ordered my doorstep in two days. Uh, so I think there is going to be uh, a big change M more on retail. I think possibly office space. You have all these like, dude, we're fully digital. We <laughs> shut down our office last Monday and everything has been digital. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of companies go, mm, I don't know if like we need to do the like in-person thing. Uh, as much yep. as like, I don't want that because I, I, I'm a people person. Uh, but the thing about being online, I think, you know, small business uh, or people who've had businesses for a long time that have been able to uh, kind of still maintain through this transition. Uh, I think this is a moment where it's just everybody's kind of realizing, holy crap, things can happen and I can't go to work. So uh, I think you're going to see a lot of companies start pivoting. Uh, I guess what you can do in this time, I, I think most people should be using this to educate themselves. Like, you know, if there's something you've always wanted to do, if it was something like your business and you always wanted to start e start e-com or having a digital presence or kind of focusing on social media, this is the time for you to educate yourself, try to get all the pieces in place so that the second we can get out of here and, and you know, life resumes, you can just hit the ground running and, and kind of carry on is kind of what I would say. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think I was hearing chatter that, you know, obviously a lot of people make money being influencers, selling products at home and things like that. And they might have not gone through a downturn. So this is the first time they're like, they woke up and they're like, the light switch just went off to my business. What happened? So um, I think maybe the influencer market too could just be going through a disruption right now of people that are getting paid to do, and I'm not even really in that space. I know, you know, a lot more people than I do. So is that space kind of changing things you think too? the online influencer right now, or you think they're struggling or having problems through this? Oh man. Um, I, I, I'm just going to give you my opinion because uh, even yeah. though I use social media, I don't do brand deals. So yep. I'm just going to kind of speculate. Um, I think there's, there's some areas in which uh, you're still able to sell products. Uh, and, and if that area, you could still tie an influencer to it. Yeah. You'd argue that that business is usual, I think. Um, but I will say <laughs> when you're forced to shut your company down and you're trying to pay employees and keep employees when no revenue is coming in, you've got to pull back in some areas. And typically what we see is people pull back in marketing dollars first. And if companies are pulling down marketing dollars, then influencers now have a smaller uh, surplus of it. And so I think that affects them would be my guess. I think more than anything, like a good thing to remember in this is things happen. Things that are very unexpected that we don't plan for always happen. And, and really like being mindful of, when that happens, how do I put myself in a position where I could survive it? So, you know, like we talk a lot about not spending everything you make, right? Like not yeah. living on such thin margins that one disruption and your everything's ruined. So, you know, even if things are going well, I think it's important to have an emergency fund for scenarios like this. Have cash reserve because your cash reserve is what gets to opportunity in areas like this. So, uh, you know, I, I know with business, especially in California, it's hard to have a business not run on such thin margins. It's just what we're dealing with. But us as individuals, we can do that. We can bring the spending down. We can say no to things so that we can build up our rainy day fund, or in this case, virus fund that shuts down the world. Uh, I think that's probably more important than anything uh, is just planning for the unexpected when things seem to be going really well.
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, some people didn't really, they were young and didn't go through, you know, the last reset. So yeah. they didn't really feel it. Yeah. They were going to college or high school and now they're coming out going, holy smokes, you yeah. know, they got a car payment, rent, all this and yeah. they're feeling it. Yeah. So, um, but I think there is, you know, I think the government and what I'm seeing from my side is all the banks that have car loans, credit car loans, lines of credit, mortgages, even commercial. I think they're all realizing that there's no sense to get like, it's kind of like people are going to have, if they need, if they need, they can't make a payment, they're going to work with you. Yeah. But they're not going to, I was telling someone today, they're not going to probably damage your credit or this or that, because what we need is we need the consumer to not get damaged through this small period of time. We need them to like, say, Hey, this wasn't your fault. You were being financially responsible. It didn't, we didn't know your restaurants were just going to shut down and have zero business. We, nobody ever goes to zero. Usually it's some sort. So I think if we give help, the government can help people through this next 60, 90 days, whatever it is, and people can come back out of it and go back to life and pay it back, whatever, with good credit. And it's like this, they're not going to be held accountable for this time. That's really good for the economy. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Like, is that what you're, you're kind of hearing and thinking that's probably how it's going to happen? So. I think it's one thing for you to run a business poorly and for you to have to close doors, right? It's a whole different thing for the government to say, you're no longer allowed to work, right? So basically, if the government is saying no more work, the government, in my mind, needs to be responsible for covering you in a time where they're saying no, right? Yeah. So to me, we're looking at such a uh, uh, such a massive, uh, what would you want to call it, disruption, right? It's so big that the government's going to have to do something. I think everything is, we, we see something we've never seen before. I think America just drastically changes from here on out if they don't do something, right? I think it's why yeah. we're seeing them take action. To me, the challenge is that action needs to be for an amount of time. I think the problem becomes, okay, we just start now in flood, you know, giving everybody cash and cash and cash. And we need to get to a point where we go, okay, back to business and everybody work. But uh, I think the challenge that we see is in crisis is government gets stronger and then government doesn't pull back once they become stronger. So I think that is more the fear of like, let's help everyone out in this time where you're forcing everybody to not work, but then recognize it needs to get back to where we all get to basically have the power to earn and, and do our thing. And then you go back to like, you know what you guys were doing prior is, is kind of my yeah. view on it but i think they're gonna help i think they're gonna have to I, you know it's like you can't force somebody to not work and then not help yeah no i agree what's um and kind of wrapping this up what's what's one thing because like i'm talking to people like what's one thing that you as like maybe personally and also business after going through this is probably gonna after this you're like i'm gonna make this change going through this what do you kind of see in your personal life and your business life uh, my personal life uh, is person. It's actually what I'm seeing the most. I had my youngest daughter uh, like three days ago, just like hug me and say, daddy, I, I love having you here. Like, can you work from home every day? And it was like one of those moments <laughs> of like, oh, my heart's broken, you know? So, yeah. you know, I think for me personally, it was a good uh, realization to go, you know what? These, these kids and my wife are the most important thing. I need to make sure that, uh, I'm not out grinding so hard that I'm missing out on, on them. So uh, I think, you know, it's been a good moment to go, you know what, I need to be more uh, aware of my time. And when I'm with the kids, give them all of my attention. 
uh, would be on the personal uh, side of it. Um, I think on the business side, uh, I think for us, it's more the, the digital aspect of it. Like, you know, like for me, and, and look, a lot of what we do is raising money, right? And so when I'm raising money, it's like, I rarely do it over the phone. I try to take somebody to lunch, take them to dinner and get in front of them because I enjoy it, right? But, you know, for the last 12 days, it's been basically video calls this whole time. And you could actually like get a lot of the same points across when you're actually looking at somebody. I just don't enjoy it as much, but from an efficiency standpoint, uh, I think it's pretty good still. So I might start looking at that and go, you know what, if I can do my job better by maybe not being in person and, and talking to people through Zoom or through uh, FaceTime, uh, that might be a good call. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, especially because, you know, you're up there in the LA area or whatever, the traffic's crazy. So you're like, I think some people are like driving around and have jobs like, man, I've never gotten places so fast in my entire life, you know? So I, um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it is. Is there uh is there any questions that anybody maybe wants a couple answers to before we go? I don't know if there's any questions. Yeah, I got one. I was just trying to figure out what I couldn't understand what it, what he meant by it. The more the words, the less the meaning. And how does that profit anyone? The more the words, the less the meaning. And how does, I don't know. Uh, Jay. Maybe, maybe the more, maybe the more, is he talking about maybe the more news and chatter? The less the meaning has the profit. I don't know. Maybe the news. Okay. I don't know if he's talking about the news negativity. <laughs> uh, I'm looking down right now. I'll see if anybody has any questions that we can answer. Same really thinking. Hey, attention grabbers and trolls. He's not going to comment on your stuff. So give up. <laughs> I guess there's people that were uh, saying dumb shit. <laughs> we're all going to die. The zombies are coming. Do you know anyone who's in, who's infected? You know what? From the have you do you know anybody who's infected yet? Per, no, personally, no. But like my family, I've... you know what? I don't I don't know anybody yet that uh, uh, I don't know anybody yet. Like, oh my gosh, we're in this this crisis and somebody got it. But my uncle, my aunt. And I talked to my buddy, my buddy George, uh, they're all saying that like they had it three weeks ago. They're convinced like, you know, couldn't get out of bed for five days. Sweats could barely breathe. Uh, so, you know, it made me go, you know what? Maybe there's way more of this going on than we actually thought. Um, okay, here we go. Here's a question. In Cali, when would buying property be ideal on the bear or on the bull? You want to answer that? You want me to? Well, you go first and I'll answer. Okay. Uh, if, if you're timing the market and you <laughs> could have a crystal ball and know exactly where the bottom is, yeah, perfect to buy on the very bottom uh, because th that's where most upside is. You're getting things at, at, at cheap. Uh, but I will say I've never tried to time the market. I, I personally think it's impossible. And, and me and, and my partners have the understanding of, uh, we look way far down the line. And so we're more, when we look at deals, uh, we make sure a deal can get through 10 years, even if there is a correction, so that we can do deals in bear markets and we can do deals in bull markets. Just your guidelines uh, on basically moving forward on the deal might change as the market changes is how we look at it personally. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with that. The only thing I'd say, if you're trying to time it to buy a house or see if it's going to dip, and people are saying that, then you mm -hmm. should probably, if you're going to wait to see if things correct, then that's probably, we're probably not going to notice anything for two to three months to see how bad this plays out. Could there be opportunities? Yes, but the, if the banks help everybody out and let them have forbearance and then nobody kind of has to feel the pain to get life back to life as normal, we might not have much disruption in the real estate market as people think. It's just, it's really going to see how this thing plays out. So I would say if you're really looking for a deal, you're going to have to probably wait a couple months to see how this thing shakes out. That's just my opinion. That's a really, that's a really good point. I'm going to follow because it's part of why I love real estate so much it's slow to respond, right? Like you won't have like the coronavirus and lose 30 or 35% of your uh, net worth in one swoop. Uh, so that's kind of nice where, you know, real estate right now, we haven't totally seen, uh, we haven't totally seen uh, what's going to happen yet. Uh, values, cap rates, I haven't seen compress yet. Uh, nope. I haven't seen interest rates move very significantly in the last 10 days. Uh, yep. But that, that, works uh, against you as well. You know, it, it's slow to respond in bad times. It's slow to respond in good times. But I like the fact that it doesn't blindside me and punch me in the nose. I get a chance to go. <gasps> but with that said, uh, remember, like we talk about real estate, real estate is very broad. Like for us, we're specific to multifamily and storage. So uh, those two react differently than each other and also react differently than single family, office, industrial, et cetera. So, uh, I guess when I speak of it, I need to be pretty clear on I'm, I'm talking about multifamily and stores specifically. Yeah, no, and I agree. I, I, I just think, um, you know, if you look at the last market where we had the financial stocks go low and come back first and real estate was longer to recover. So if people are looking to make a return, a lot of people, even in real estate, are going to throw money in the stock market, like I said, because there's a lot of upside. But real estate might come lag. That's so right. That's it's, right. a, it's a time wait. It's, it's, we're, we're waiting, you know, maybe in three, four months, we might start hearing chatter about deals and how this all kind of outflows. So. Yeah, totally agree. Um, totally agree. So. Any one, maybe one more question and then we'll wrap it up. Any other good ones? Uh, I got one. Um, how do you reach out to investors or present pitch decks in a time like this? Do you want me to respond or do you want to respond? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's all you. Okay. Um, it's difficult. Uh, it, there's no doubt about it when you, you got to remember, or I shouldn't say you got to remember. I'll just tell you in case people listening don't. Uh, when something like this happens, you see investors' appetite for risk change. So when there's a big disruption, you see a lot of investors go, okay, wait, hang on, pull back, and they start looking for more cautious and safe investments. It's why... Uh, and it's not specific, but it's why a lot of people start looking at state because there's assets in commercial real estate that have performed really well during bear markets. Uh, so they kind of transition uh, what they're looking for. If you're talking about investments uh, or pitch decks, something outside of real estate, uh, you're just going to have to be really clear on who you're targeting because most people are affected by this. And in times of uncertainty, people don't even want to see a, uh, a, a, a opportunistic opportunity. Uh, they're just trying to figure out what this means for them. Uh, but with that said, there are a lot of people out there that recognize that there's going to be opportunity in this. So I would say, dude, hit people up. I, I, I think social media is great for this. Like if you don't have a circle uh, that you can reach out to from just real relationships, go on social media, start DMing people. Uh, I think one thing we all forget is that like, 
there's a lot of people that have a lot of money and they want deals. So if you can bring them a deal, that's a value add to them. So uh, don't don't feel bad reaching out to anyone because you're going to have a handful of people to go. I'll check it out for sure. If you're if it is real estate, uh, you are going to get a lot of people that might go. You know what? I'm not looking for opportunistic or even value add. They might switch over to more of like a core core plus strategy. Uh, but that's not everybody. And so, uh, dude, reach out. I'm a big believer of like, dude, take your shot. If somebody says no, so what? They say no, you know. Yeah, my my thing would be is I think education right now is the biggest thing you can bring value to anybody mm -hmm. is getting making sure you're finding the right data, you're delivering that, you're doing your homework because people that are going to put money with people right now, if they got burned or this, they're going to be looking for somebody they really trust mm -hmm. that can guide them through this mess or get them into a good deal. And I think that's just somebody they just feel that's really dug down and got educated on what's going on. And that's, and that's, you know, you, like guys like you and I, it's like, I'm calling and talking to people all day long using social media or phone calls or texts or zoom, whatever, and having as many conversations with as many smart people as possible. You can go online and look at a lot of interviews and things of CEOs or billionaires, whatever they're doing mm -hmm. uh, and just learn from people, I think. But, you know, I don't watch the news. I just don't. So yeah, I, I, I agree <laughs> with you. I totally agree with you. I don't either. Um, social media, unfortunately, has become the news for me. And God, that's terrible as well. Um, hey, I just saw this question. I think you would actually be great to answer it uh, from Trick One Hundred One. What about people who are flipping houses? Should they put it on hold or keep going? So if I'm if I'm in the middle of flipping houses, and I know guys that are actually are right now in San Diego that that's what they do, they're not stopping. Um, because they might be in the middle of it. They're just trying to keep their guys on the job to get it done. They're selling. I know a guy that just flipped the house, just finished, put it on the market two days ago on the weekend. He had all these offers, took a full price VA buyer, going to close in 21 days. No issues. Wow. Great. So they're not stopping. I wouldn't stop because if you stop, you lose momentum. And I think momentum is really key going through this. I think if the carnage comes for them, it could be later. So if they can sell a house now and get out of it, they don't want to sit around and wait. So I would continue to do it. What about yeah. somebody who's not in the middle of a deal uh, who wants to get started flipping homes? What would you recommend for them? That's a, that's a tough situation, but I mean, you know, it's kind of what your outlook is. Um, I mean, I don't, I didn't really talk to their buying deals now, but if you're looking at a deal um, you know, you could just like Mikey, you're doing worst case when you buy a deal, we do too. You might go, what if this, what if this house goes down 20% and let's just say worst case it does in the next six months or eight months or a year when I flip it, if the answer is yes, and you can't make money, then maybe it's not a good flip. Yeah. Um, because you got to have a worst case. You can't just think it's going to be, you know, sunshine every day and everything's going to be great. So I, that's what I would say, but, or if you can hold it through, but it just depends. Are you cash? Are you doing private money or how are you holding the property too? So that would be yeah. my philosophy. Yeah, I think it's a good point. And so for, for, for anyone listening, if you are an investor and you're investing in real estate, the importance of stress testing each deal is always huge. Uh, I think now more than ever, uh, it's something you should always do. If you invest with other people though, you're a passive investor, uh, you invest in an operator syndicator, some type of syndication. Uh, this is a good time to ask for their experience. Make sure they've gone through situations like this. Ask them, uh, you know, for properties that went bad and how they kind of got through them. Uh, you're really going to want to do a lot of due diligence right now to make sure people have gone through scenarios like this because the last 11 years have been awesome. 
it's made a lot of people look really good. And this is when you start seeing the people who truly are good and didn't benefit just because the market was good. They have a system that actually works for them through any environment. So I think we're going to start. I think, I think the playing field is going to get weeded out possibly unless, unless we see a crazy fast rebound and you know, you have Q2 that's just shit Q3, maybe a little bit Q4 is like back to business maybe there this thing just becomes like a, a hiccup i don't know uh but i think everybody can agree there's still a lot of uncertainty and we're all still trying to kind of figure out the best way to move forward yeah i think most will survive and i think unfortunately we'll see some people restaurants business owners that aren't going to be able to make it through or they just say you know what i don't want to deal with this i'm just going to shut it down so i think there'll be some tragedy that might be opportunity but hopefully it's a quick recovery and we can get back business back to usual. Yeah. I know it's funner, but obviously there's opportunity. You just got to look for it. Yeah. Thanks. So Mike, Mikey, thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully a couple of people got some value out of that. Um, it was a good check chatting with you and catching up and then hopefully we'll catch up soon and we'll see, we'll, we'll check back in and see when times are changing. Maybe we'll get back on and see how things are going. Absolutely. And everybody in, we'll check back everybody in. in here that was hanging with us through this convo. Thank you guys. Uh, I hope everybody's yeah, thank staying you. safe. Uh, if anybody's worried or fearful, we're going to get through this. Uh, we got this. Uh, appreciate all of you guys. Kenny is great catching up with you. Congrats on you the too. baby. Hit me up. Uh, we're, we're, we're racing this thing out, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be in touch. Thanks, guys. Right, Stay so, safe. And hang on, hang on. Before you end this, I got from yeah. Base God. Go skate, Mikey. Dog, this has been five days in a row of me skating. Check my stories. Like, this quarantine's <laughs> been the best thing for my skateboarding. Man. All these skate oh, challenges. Bet. It's been awesome. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Push-up and skate challenges, right? Oh, yeah. That's Jeez. right. All right, brother. It was good talking with you. All Peace. Right, bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.